Are you ready? Leander can hear them all muttering on the other side of the massive double doors. How many times has he been here with Dorian and Miveris? How familiar was this building to him, its labyrinthine halls and ancient secrets? But now, with the context so different, it was almost like he was on another planet. As ready as I can be, I suspect. Do not doubt yourself, Radonis says. You have overcome much and achieved more. You deserve to be here. It's not me that needs convincing, Leander answers. Radonis smirks. Once more, then, unto the breach, he says, and pushes open the double doors with a burst of magic. The light filling the room bursts bright, and the floor of the magisterium quiets immediately. The issue on the table, Radonis says, voice magically amplified to bellow into every corner, allowing the Archon command of the Imperial Army to move against the blight clawing at our empire. I hope I do not need to remind our esteemed magisters that Darkspawn was sighted outside Azariel less than two days ago, and that small outlying settlements in Navarra have already been overrun. Vote as though your very lives depended on it, magisters, for they certainly do. The Archon calls for a vote, the speaker says, as the magisters begin to cast their spells to make their voices heard. Simple majority required for passage. Magister Ottoman. Magister Ottoman votes yay. Magister Ottoman votes yay. Magister Calanthe. That robe looks good on you, by the way, Radonis says. Black is your color. Leander adjusts his collar with a sharp tug at the front of his robe. My fiancé thought so, too. Radonis seems surprised, but only for a moment. Congratulations. I had no idea you were engaged. Who's the lucky girl? Leander smiles mysteriously. Radonis must be able to divine the meaning from his silence, from the way he keeps his clear eyes forward. One of many precedents you intend to set, I see, Radonis says. They're already going to hate me, Leander returns. Why not? I suppose I should just be thankful it's not going to be my problem. Roll call goes at a brisk pace, and by the time Magister Velaster casts his vote, they have what they need. A simple majority. 123 to 77. The Imperium is going to war against the Blight. It had, of course, been what they had expected, but Leander still feels a surge of relief. Getting Tevinter to do the right thing, it seems, is not wholly impossible. How reassuring. I'm gladdened to see that slightly more than half of you take an apocalyptic threat to your own nation seriously, Radonis says after the vote is recorded and magically sealed for posterity. With that out of the way, I have only one thing further to say to you all. Effective immediately, I resign from my position as Archon. The whispers break out immediately. Leander is somewhat stunned that none of them had put it together. As per tradition, Leander had been accompanying the Archon to every meeting for the past month, wearing his signet ring and brooch to demonstrate his position as Radonis's successor. No one had ever looked twice at an elf, of course. They'd all assumed he was Radonis's latest slave, the first of many lessons Leander intended to teach them, the folly of failing to notice elves. I introduce you all to my formerly recognized heir and your next Archon, Leander. The whispering turns into shouting. Shouting turns into hysterics. Magisters are standing up, screaming vitriol. Some of them start casting spells. Radonis turns, smiles tightly at Leander, and claps him on the shoulder. Have fun, he says, handing Leander his staff. I'm going to be in Lamarin, getting drunk and not thinking about politics ever again. And with that, he strides past Leander and away. Leander almost says something glib like happy retirement, but figures he should probably deal with the shrieking magisters before one of them decides to send a fireball into his face. He sighs, steps forward, and summons his mana. The familiar tingle lights up his fingertips and crashes outward as a cascade of ice that swallows the entire floor and the feet of a half-dozen magisters in the lowest row. It's a display of magical prowess and power that is staggering enough to shut them up at least for a time. In the span of two breaths and a single spell, Leander has proved to every sitting magister that his magic is not to be trifled with. He takes a great deal of satisfaction from the way they stagger backward and away, the way their protestations are cut short with silence. All of you can have your racist temper tantrums later, Leander snarls. 
Now it's his voice that's magically amplified, filling all corners of the room. Right now, I have a blight to stop. Kissing solace! Can we focus on the important things here? I had to distract him! You didn't have to make a deal with an archdemon! He's very right there. You didn't right have there. to kiss solace! I heard the magic coming through his alluvian. I didn't want it to distract him. I had to think of something quick! You promised me! I did not! I did not promise not to kiss him! <sighs> I should have made you promise me! That's on you! I turned at Ellie and I just stare at you with like a look like, Don't get involved! You made a deal with an archdemon. Just like straight daggers, straight at your face. Right in front of us. Stay the fuck out of this. Actually, I just say that. Stay the fuck out of this. <laughs> I, I cannot believe. A deal with Elgar. You made out with that evil bald egg. <laughs> <laughs> finally, the egg enters the intrinsic cannon. Finally. Finally. Oh my god. Says, I had to think fast on my feet. What's your excuse? The same. It was the same thing. Bad job! Bad job yeah. at that! No. No. Okay. First of all, this could actually help us. I don't understand why you don't see this. This is our opportunity. What What deal did you make? Be as specific as you can. I told Elgernon that in return for his freedom, oh my God. We would, he would help us kill Solus. The important part here is, I lied. We're not gonna do that. What exactly is your plan? I hadn't gotten that far yet. Of oh course God. not. Of course not, Yarya. Let is like, I am beside myself. How could you do this? This is such a bad idea. Like, even by your standards, it's a bad idea. It's, how is it a bad idea? It's an archdemon! Do you have a clever idea for killing Solus? Dorian had been, like, supervising the whole ceremony just to make sure nothing went wrong and, like, intervened if something did go wrong. So he's, like, he sees you all wake up and immediately start, like, yelling, screaming at each other. He's like, okay, <laughs> all right, everyone, how about we all take this upstairs over breakfast and we all take a nice deep breath and calm ourselves down? I see you were stepping into the Black Divine role early, Dorian. Like, oh, you are on thin ice, elf. And then he, like, sh he, like shepherds you all upstairs, like, forcibly <laughs> guiding you up the steps. And he says, this is like, we'll talk about this like civilized people over tea and breakfast, okay? It's fine. So just shouting, but with tea and breakfast this time? You get back to Minrathis, you head through the Olivian to Minrathis, and, you know, unsurprisingly, Mayveris is already making breakfast. Uh, and she, she like, she's bringing in like a big plate of, I don't know, probably like deviled eggs or omelets or some shit like that. And she says, oh, good morning, how did it go? Like, she immediately reads the energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Elian is glaring daggers at, at Yariel, like, Cass just like sits heavily down, like, I, I'm so hungry. Mayveris is like, oh, um, I'll go make that tea extra strong. And then she sets the food down and goes back into the kitchen. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Lennon says, okay, so you you made a deal with an archdemon, so an idea that is so stupid that the only thing that could possibly make it stupider is by lying to him. I don't understand what the big deal is. He's an archdemon, Yariel. I'm aware We're of that, Lennon. I'm aware of all of these things. And yet, we have an opportunity to have something... Help us defeat Solus. I don't know what your plan was, except for what? Attack him with swords? This is a better 
better opportunity for us to be able to make some serious headway here. This is all under the assumption that you can trust anything that comes out of Elgernon's mouth. He's a deceiver! Of course we can't trust him, and he can't trust us, but that doesn't mean we can't try to use him against Solus. He uh. hates Solus. You didn't see him, Lannan. He hates him so much, all he wants is to be free. That's all he would talk about. We can use this against him. He did talk about, he did call you Radis. He did seem to really like be, like being in charge of slaves and wanting to be in power again, too. Did you think about that? I'm aware of that, Cassandra, but that doesn't mean we have to give him the opportunity. And how do you propose we prevent it? I don't know. That's why we're here. I didn't have time to think that far ahead. Lana says, okay, what else did you find? Is there anything else of interest? Oh, God. There was a giant pile of dead elven bodies. What? Just a whole bunch. A couple hundred. He's using blood magic. Yeah. To to empower himself? To tear down the veil? It seemed like the, the stories and the chant about when uh, the magisters entered and... Lennon says, I'm familiar with the story. I met one of the magisters who ripped open the veil the first time. What? And he he laughs bitterly. He says, <laughs> I cannot believe. Actually, you know what? I can believe it. I can absolutely believe that Solus would kill his own people in the name of ripping down the Fade and restoring ancient Arlathan. He's so obsessed with restoring what was that he doesn't even realize he's murdered hundreds of people to get there. Hundreds of the real elf. <sighs> He bends over. He's like, he's physically shaking from rage. Oh, no. I look at him and I'm like, and he's going to do more unless we stop him. He clearly had not gotten any close. I know. I know. I know. That's probably what Elgernon's for, too. He, was, he probably wants to absorb his power somehow, which is an incredibly stupid idea. But I can't imagine what else it's for, right? The only thing a, an archdemon is good for is... The power that he commands. Elgernon, whatever else he was, was once a very powerful mage. But this sort of magic isn't forced on an unconsenting soul, not without taking the blight into yourself as well, so he probably has to... He says, all right. Listen, he says, I don't think I'm so going to surprise any of you by saying that we've got to march. Soon. We've built an army. We've got to use it. If he's this perilously close to having the strength to rip open the veil, then we need to get moving on this. We need to march on Arleth Len. I sort of, like, bang my head on the desk. Can we have breakfast first? Mithra says, oh, you don't have an option. She, like, comes over with, like, an enormous plate <laughs> of, of food. She's like, you don't have an option. You're gonna be eating. Oh, good. And she pours you all just very, very strong cups of tea. <laughs> Lennon says, I think the best way to do this would be to take the armies that are the closest to Arleth Len straight there, which would be, I guess, the Ferelden army, the Orlesian Chevaliers, and maybe certain certain groups of the Dalish, if they'd you know, if they'd agree to march on Arleth Len, a prize that was won to them by the hero of Ferelden that is oh God. Surely we can tell them about this and that will help. He says, I mean maybe, but you gotta admit, Yariel, the optics don't look good. An army of of Ferelden's and Orlesians headed up by magisters marching on a Dalish homeland? <laughs> Gotta admit, that doesn't look good on paper. No, but that's why we have you and I and Ren to help convince them. There's a little literal hero of Ferelden, come on. He says, well, he'd have to be because I don't think they'd take my word. He says, we're gonna have to do this soon. I'm gonna send messenger birds out of Kirkwall to... King Alistair and to the Empress, we've got to march soon. I think our best bet is to leave as soon as we're done with breakfast. He says, gather your weapons and whatever else you need. We're going to have to march to war. So the time has come. So over breakfast, Lannan explains the plan that he has in a little bit more detail. Like, obviously, yes, have the Ferelden army, the Orlesian Chevaliers, and whatever Dalish will volunteer to march on Arleth Len, um, meet you at what was once Ostagar, the ruins of Ostagar. Uh, and, you know, fucking, just fucking march. Now, the way of these things is that you're going to at least have to attempt to parlay. 
Like, you're going to march an army down there, but then before you actually, you know, fire an arrow or anything, you're going to make an attempt to resolve things peacefully, like a last-ditch attempt. You don't imagine it's going to come to very much, but you have to make the attempt, otherwise, you know, who's to say history doesn't remember this as a slaughter, right? Mm. And perhaps just after it ends, while uh, you have the two figureheads discussing, you know, terms of peace that surely won't be met... Lennon suggests that you three and maybe one or two others, one other and then him, because he has an idea, you assemble a strike team that will actually go, that will sneak into Arlethlin while the army assaults and while everyone else is distracted. Uh, The character select screen pops up is what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) So Lennon is going to have to come because he's got an idea for how to fucking deal with this terrible idea of the deal that you made with Algernon. He has an idea of how to handle that. See, it's a great idea. (laughs) Um, But you're also going to need a combat ally because he's going to be dealing with magic. That's fair. Mm -hmm. So who do you want to bring as your combat ally into the strike force in Arleth Len? Who's going to be doing the parlay? Is it like already decided? They hadn't really discussed it. They, they like they want to put forward like important people. They're thinking. Well, I mean, I guess you guys can have a decision in this as well. Um, mm-hmm. Some good candidates like Mayveris. Obviously, she's made of like sugar and light. Right, she exactly. would probably be a good. But she is also a magister. Um, yep. So, Lannan, mm-hmm. uh, Leander would might be a good option. Yes, yeah, so also give us some of the power. He's going to be the next archon, and he's an elf. Right. That's what I was saying. Like elves, elves. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Dorian, he's going to be the Black Divine, but also he's a Magister. I, it's up to you who you want to leave for the parlay as well. Let's let's do it this way. You say who you want to leave for parlay. What do you guys think? I hate it, but Leander. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, it's better to have more Alice. I'm like, sorry, but... <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, Elian's going to absolutely fucking hate it, but... Yeah, it does seem like it's a good call. Huh? I think we could even do... If we did, like, Leander and maybe May, I mean, like... Because you could have somebody else, but as long as, like, we need an elf contingent. That way it's, like, not as politically right. weird. Yeah, May can, like, soften the blow. Leander's like, listen up, fuckwads. She's like, what she means is. <laughs> what I mean was listen up, fuckwads. <laughs> uh. And, like, I feel like if, like if you look at it and you're like, oh, well, May tried and it failed. Surely, surely they were being unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This is the nicest person that exists on Thetis. <laughs> right. Like, what? They refused her? Oh, impossible. <laughs> Lander and May. Sounds good. Lander okay. and May, leading up the parlay. Uh, hey, it rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Leander and May are going to be leading up the parlay, which, excellent. Those are, That's a good option. You know, the, the elven future archon and the nicest woman who has ever lived in Thetis and ever will. Um, <laughs> the question remains, who do you want to take in for Sneaky? For, do we uh, want to take somebody who's our who's our rogues then? Ren or Zevran? Ren or Zevran are your rogues, your in-house mm-hmm. rogues. We took Zevran into the uh into the fade, yeah. 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 I was kinda thinking Ren, but I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean I, I was also kinda thinking Ren. He also Ren does have the benefit of knowing <laughs> knowing Ostagar. Exactly. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> he he also the knows Ostagar, archdemons, real well. Exactly. He, 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 does. he has the most experience with archdemons. Yep. <laughs> Not this shit uh-huh. again. <laughs> <laughs> like on his resume, he was, he's just great for this. Okay, so you want to bring Ren, and Landon will also be accompanying you, but he'll be non-combat because he's got some big magic to do. Okay, so Leander and May leaving behind for parlay. The Strike Force team will be the three-player characters, of course, and Lennon and Ren. The Inquisitor and the Hero of Ferelden. Love it. <laughs> Can we call ourselves the Strike Force team? Can we make up a name? Can we be like Team Eagle? No. Oh my no, god. you can't do that. I'm gonna say that right now. Team. <laughs> <laughs> team Delta. Delta Strike Force, moving in. That's not what we're gonna call it. Nope. Nope. Ren's like, we're not calling it that, sorry. We're definitely calling it that. <laughs> Ren would agree with me. Don't even, don't even it. No, Ren has ideas as much better, at, but when I say better, I mean dumber ideas of what to call okay. it. Okay, okay, <laughs> oh, that's no. fair. But he would agree with the general concept that we need a cool name, like... Team Shadow Eagle! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. What does that mean? Don't worry about it. <laughs> So everyone is in Kirkwall. You have finished breakfast and you are about to leave. Uh, Sabre, 
you are settling up, so to speak. You're putting your armor on. Uh, and when you glance up in the mirror, you see Lennon reflected in the doorway, sort of leaning against the frame. So. Hey. I, like, keep putting my armor on, like, studiously avoiding looking at him. Uh, he has his armor on, too. He doesn't, uh, his armor is not very flashy. He tries to look as much as he can like a mage. Like, he does have, like, ringmail armor on, but he keeps, like, a robe over it so you don't ask too many questions. He says, so we're leaving soon. Yep. He says, do I really have to explain to you that it was fake? Like, I'm just sort of, like, not looking at him, and I, this is what I was worried about, Landon. What is? There's just... I can't convince myself there isn't something there. He says, well, let me put your mind at ease then. There is something there. It's disgust. It's disdain. It's pure and utter revulsion. You know, when you came back and told me that he had been killing all those elves, the ones that had sworn their lives to him to empower his his spell. I should have been surprised, but I wasn't. Because that is just classic solace. The ends always justify the means if the ends are noble enough. Doesn't even matter how vehemently disgusting and evil the means are. He wants to restore Arlathon, and that makes any roadblock justifiable. He is a piece of work. He's a piece of shit, Yariel. He is an objectively terrible person who is willing to kill the elves he claims to care so much about. I don't know how to- I don't know how I can make it any clearer. He says, I fell in love with him because I mistook his veneer of intelligence and wisdom for something that they're not. He says, I fell in love with you because you brought me back to the roots that he destroyed. You know that, right? I owe you so much. I think for the first time I look up at him and there's like low-key tears and like starting in the back of my eyes. I just... I'm so scared of losing you. He says, it goes both ways. We're marching to war. There's no guarantee that either of us are going to get out of this. Yeah. So truce, please... Because I don't want to go into this without you at my back. Without you understanding everything that you mean to me. I, like, go over and I think I wrap him in a big hug. Uh, he definitely returns the embrace. He says, Arlothma, I will say it until you believe it, Yariel. Promise you'll stay, stay safe out there. I only make that promise if you do. I promise. Uh, so, Kisanda, a similar scene for you. Uh, you are putting on plate armor now. Yes. And Mayferis appears in the doorway and she says, Oh my, you look very smart. It still feels weird covering myself up this much. Well, it'll make you safer and I can't find fault with that. I made you a picnic basket. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that out loud. It seems a little weird to make you a picnic basket to bring into a war. Um, I, I was just going to say, like, a basket of snacks for a battle where I might die? Okay. Uh, let's just call it some snacks for the road. Okay. Yeah, that's a better idea. She heads across the room. She, it is, it's not in a picnic basket, in fairness. It is in, like, a small canvas bag. And she says, there are uh, there's some meringue cookies and a pumpkin pie and a jar of honeyed mead uh, for, you know, probably wait until after the battle for that. Um, for that, mm. but also some uh, apples, freshly sliced, um, oh, and a um, a big basket of macarons as well. That is a lot, and some cheese, and some salted pork, and yes, of course, can't forget, can't forget those. Can't be all sweets. Yeah, you do need, you know, some protein. So, and she hands the bag to you. Cass is just like, wow, this is a lot of food. She's like, it's really, cool, it's really heavy. <laughs> like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you're still getting used to the plate armor. This is a lot of food. Right. And she's just like, it picks it up like, okay. And immediately like, oh my God, that's as heavy. Her like arms drop like, wow. All right. And she says, oh, I am more nervous than I thought I'd be about this. 
Like, I've always known it was going to happen, but now it's happening. Yeah. I've been in wars. I've fought. I mean, I wasn't the one in control of my actions, but still, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I am very, very nervous for you. And she hugs you, like, way too tightly. Like, her arms are so small and so thin, but she really, when she's when she gets in there, like, you feel your ribs crack. Like, she's <laughs> like, really oh going for it. May, Faye, whatever. I will do my best to come back to you. I can't promise that I won't die because I don't control fate like that, but I will try. You know that I would never intentionally leave you alone, right? I know. It's just, you know, I can't help but can't help but remember that time when I woke up a widower last last time this happened and I lost oh. someone that I really loved. That was the worst yeah. day of my life. I'd like to not do that again. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But like I said, I will do my best to come back to you and not put you through that again. I promise. I suppose that's the best you can do, and I understand. Uh, she is still hugging way too tight. Like, it's really getting, it's getting to the point where you're having difficulty breathing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay, that's enough. I'm like, I, like, I, I can't kiss you if you're, if you're squeezing me to death. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and she pulls back. And then, you know, you kiss, and it's a little bit more desperate than last time. I feel like mm-hmm. the reality of everything is starting to set in. Um, so you are putting on your boots, Elian. Leander walks in and he is dressed like an Archon, which um, it's like, so Archon Rodonis has this like really elaborate green and gold robe with this really high collar. His look is a little more understated, but it's still really nice. Uh, his color aesthetic seems to be black and gold. Um, so this really beautiful like black on black embroidery with golden thread on the hems. And this really stately vest underneath it, uh, and this golden staff in the shape of a three-headed, uh, a three-headed dragon, curl all the heads curling around each other. Uh, he steps in and he says, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> wow, we were not literally leaving for battle right now, and Elliot's just like staring at him, like awestruck. He says, yeah, I know what you're thinking. This doesn't look appropriate for battle. Uh, Well, you'd be wrong. Every single piece of clothing that I am wearing right now is enchanted. Well, that's not what I was talking about. He says, well, now you know that thing that I said. Um, When we get back, he says very optimistically, when we get back, you know, big smile, thumbs up. (laughs) Radonis is going to be officially naming me as his successor in front of the Magisterium. I'm sure it's going to go super well. Yep, probably. He says, and this battle will also definitely go super well. (laughs) <laughs> yep, not not at all nervous about it. I mean, Elian just kind of looks green. Leander says that apparently you are going to be part of the t- strike force. We're going to sneak in to Arlethlen while the battle is raging. Love that. Hey, Love that idea. I don't like you being in front of Solus anymore. He says, mm, I've dealt with men like him before. He doesn't scare me. You terrified me. Well, that's why I'm going to be Archon and not you, babe. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to make it out of this. You're trying to convince me or yourself? Me? I've got a lot of songs to write. Yeah, there you go. You can't die yet. You've still got shit to do. And, I mean, we have to plan a wedding. Yeah, we do. That's going to be... You know what? Let's focus on the battle first. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> the battle is not going is going to be peaches and cream compared to uh, planning a wedding for the Archon to another man in Minrathus. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it will be legendary. It sure will be something. <laughs> I'm scared. He says, "Good." He heads over to you and he like straightens out your leather armor. He says, "Fear is uh is useful." It'll keep you sharp. <laughs> he says, hold on to that fear, but don't let it overwhelm you. And when you can, get out safe. Come back to me, okay? I love you. I love you. And he hugs you very tightly. 
the process of getting an army moving, it turns out, like, you don't know what you were expecting. But what happens is, Lannon heads back to Kirkwall, sends out a couple messenger birds, one to uh, King Alistair, one to Empress Selene, and then a few more to the scattered uh, Dalish armies that said that, uh, Dalish clans that said they would fight with them. And you just sort of leave. Like, you take the boat across Kirk, across the Waking Sea, like, like fucking normal. This time you take it to Amaranthine, uh, which is a much shorter ride than to uh, anywhere in Orlais, which is what you were used to. Uh, Amaranthine is one of the larger cities in Ferelden. Well, I say large. Like, there are no, like, large cities in Ferelden. Like, Denerim is pretty big, but you've, you've fucking been to Denerim. It smells like pig shit. And it- <laughs> Orlais is much bigger anyway. But Amaranthine is a, a port city in Ferelden on the northern coast. And it's, uh, when you arrive there, you all step off the boat and you are greeted uh, by an entourage, including at the front, King Alistair himself. Uh, and Ren, who had been sort of in the back of the, uh, the back of the group coming down the gangplanks, like, hey, buddy, what's up? And then he like, like pushes past you, Yariel, and just <laughs> runs straight down. Uh, and Alistair's like, it's good to see you again. And then Ren like tackles him, like not just like going into a hug, like full on, just like tackling the King of Ferelden onto the ground, just like straight onto the ground. Like, can he do that? Is that legal? Uh, well, no one stopped him. So <laughs> Cass is like, okay, they're best friends. I wouldn't attempt it, but. <laughs> and Ren is like nuggying him around the crowd. It's like, look at you and your fancy golden crowd. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and Alistair's like, oh, this is this feels undignified. <laughs> right here in front of our army. <laughs> uh, but eventually, you know, they both straighten each other out and, you know, Alistair gets a couple noogies back. Uh, and Alistair says, as soon as we got word, we moved as quickly as possible. And he says, so we're um, we're marching on Ostagar, huh? Ren's like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Time is a straight circle. <laughs> and he says... I mean, it's just sort of, sort of weird. You know, it's where it started and it's where it's going to end. And it says, and also, I really don't like the idea. Like, I gave this land to the Dalish. It feels very weird. And it's like, yeah, no, I feel that too. That's it's it's super duper weird. I agree. He says, how far from Amaranthine uh, to to Ostagar? And Alistair kind of shrugs. He says, with an army this size, couple days. We're going to rendezvous with the Orlesians near the edge of the Kirkari Wilds, um, which could add another day or two. That's going to be interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's um, never thought I would be here for a couple of reasons, mainly like fighting with Orlesians. Like we're going to be fighting with an or- with a legion of Orlesian chevaliers. Wow. <laughs> Ellen, you're welcome. <laughs> And Ren's like, all right, well, I mean, let's fucking, let's fucking do this. This ain't our first rodeo. We've commanded armies before, right, buddy? It like thumps Alistair on the back. It's like, Alistair's like, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess technically, I guess technically this is our second time commanding a Ferelden army. So sure. <laughs> Glad we have experience with us. Um, and as you are all heading through Amaranthine, and Amaranthine, like, people call Amaranthine the jewel of the north. And you're not, like, you don't know why it's not that great. Uh, it's... <laughs> It reminds you a lot of Denerim. It's slightly less dirty, but it's also a lot smaller. It doesn't have a lot going for it. Uh, and there are a couple carriages waiting for you outside the gates of Amaranthine. As well as, wow, that's a uh, that's a pretty fucking big army. It's like, you know, <laughs> 2,000, two 3,000 that you can just see. Uh, Ferelden soldiers waiting for you outside. There's probably more, but, you know, the way the, plane, the, way the ground slopes away, you can't make them out. Elian's just having a quiet existential crisis because, like, he's literally walking into the songs that he sings and he does not like it. Really don't like it. Cass is just like, I've never been on this side of the war, like the commanding side. Very weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's different. I just can't believe there's so many of them fighting for this shithole. (laughs) This terrible garbage place called (laughs) Ferelden. Wow, fuck Ferelden, am I right? (laughs) Like, be nice. (laughs) Do you see it? It's pretty bad. It is. I I am seeing it. But, you know, it's their home. Shush. (laughs) So each carriage holds at best six people. They're not decadent. These are not carriages that are supposed to, you know, be comfortable. They're supposed to get you from point A to point B when you're fighting a war. Um, each one holds about six people. Um, and 
your carriage, obviously the three player characters, uh, Lennon and Ren, and also King Alistair, who is just, <laughs> he's just here now. He's just with you. Lennon says, now that we are on the road, um, I've had some time to think about Yariel's terrible, terrible plan, um, that plan. he did. You my amazing plan. I think I've got an idea of how to handle this. He says, so when we get in there, when we do our strike team into Arlithlen while everyone else is fighting, our goal will be twofold. One, to sabotage the progress that Solus has made in attempting to tear down the veil, right? And the best way to do that is to get rid of the blood orb power source that he just has from murdering all those elves. Our other goal, of course, is to, um, quote-unquote, fulfill this bargain that we made with Elgernon. And Alistair's like, wait, wait, what? And Ren's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> he like, pats Alistair on the shoulder. Like, don't worry about it, buddy. Alistair's like, no, I feel like I've got a couple follow-up questions. Yeah, just hold on to them. And Lennon continues, so as has been discussed, it requires a lot of power uh, to permanently kill an archdemon. And you know, we've there's a lot of power just sitting down there. He's got that weird blood orb power source, right? Why don't I just use that to kill Elgernon? Would it be enough? We'd have to time it carefully, because, you know, <sighs> we did say that we'd ally with him and set him free after he killed Solus, so we're gonna have to fucking- I said that. I didn't- you didn't make that promise. Yeah, no, I remember, Yariel. <laughs> I'm trying to share some of the blame so Alistair doesn't fucking kill you. Alistair's like, are you going to deal with an archdemon? Are you stupid? In all fairness, it was a great idea. No. It was a terrible idea. No, it, it was an excellent idea. I, don't know I regret I opening this. that door. I should have closed that door. Why did I call Yariel over? Anyways, let's go back to talking about my amazing boyfriend's fantastic plan that's just <laughs> piggybacking off of my amazing plan. I appreciate that you've managed to find a workable solution to a terrible plan. An amazing Lennon plan. says, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Blood magic is not my forte. <laughs> I'm not a blood mage. I am mostly confident in my ability to siphon off power from this thing. I think I have a general understanding of the idea of what the magic is just by on just based on your descriptions of what you saw, but I'm not 100. I'll just do my best. Oh, yeah, feeling great. <laughs> this is a great plan, and it's going to be fantastic. Good job, everybody. He says, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I Like I said, I'm not a blood mage, so I'm not 100% familiar with the magic at play, but I will do my best. Does anyone have any questions before we get there? Ren, now you can ask questions. Ren hits you upside the head and says, I'm done with questions now. <laughs> that wasn't a question, dumbass. I'm sorry, you want to call me a dumbass? I'm not the one who fucking struck a bargain with an archdemon, idiot. Okay, you had an archdemon inside of you for, like, years, so... Involuntarily! I'm oh just saying, God. one of us is not better than the other. That's all I'm saying. What? what? It's Jaria, that doesn't... Okay. Landon's like, man, I am a lucky guy. <laughs> 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 you sure are, buddy. And Cass is like, patting him, like, you want some pie? I have two pies. <laughs> <laughs> just pulls out a whole pie, like, here you go, bud. <laughs> Oh, it's just like, ooh, pie. <laughs> From like a practical standpoint, I guess, so I need to put on a good act that we are going to be releasing him. And then we do actually, I suppose, need to release him long enough to kill Solus and then turn around and betray him. That's that's what's happening here at the end of the day. Yep. Hopefully he'll be able to kill Solus. I, I mean, we don't know what else he's figured out. He's a strong mage on his own right. And we don't know what else he's done to empower himself besides killing hundreds of elves. I would argue that the goal isn't necessarily to try to get the Archdemon to kill him entirely, but at least if they're fighting each other, then he's spending energy on that. So it's either way. I can way. tell you right now, like, I've already built a stat block for a 15-foot-tall wolf. You're not getting out of a fight with Solus. Yeah, that's what I Depending figured. on how this goes, yeah. <laughs> I might, like, knock off some of his HP or something, but you're gonna fight him. Yeah, yeah I of mean, course you will. He's yeah. the ultimate bad guy. I'm not expecting that he's. this is gonna, like, work where El Elgernon just kills him, but if we can, right. like, <laughs> That would be silly. If we can take him down a little bit, that helps. And I have two mini-bosses, and you're gonna fight the first one today, and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Gosh. I've been planning this for so long. Oh my god. <clears throat> it's fine. I'm fine. 
the DM is the only one excited. <laughs> I'm excited then, about know. this cool ass archdemon plan, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's definitely gonna go totally fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Uh, so he did ask if there are any last minute questions. Um, I guess Cass's only question is like, will the blood or be enough to kill an archdemon slash ancient unknown god? Question mark. Well, I mean, Lennon had theorized that you could use one living soul to kill the archdemon uh, that is currently out and about. Indeed. So theoretically, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of souls. Gotcha. It's okay. hundreds of elven souls. It sure is. Okay. No more questions. <laughs> <laughs> and this has a side effect, too. Of if we can get drain the energy out of that thing, then hopefully he's less, you know, he goes back to zero on his little stat bar of like, enough souls collected to open the fade. <laughs> <laughs> his little yeah fade fade bar it's like a hundred oh you know when you're on your little like you're on your side quest <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this is a great plan i'm super excited everything's gonna go totally fucking fine the march between amaranthine and ostagar takes as alistair assumed that it would about three days, you do rendezvous with the legions of chevaliers that Elian managed to secure the alliance of, and you know it, it changes the energy in the in the camp because no Ferelden ever thought they would be fighting alongside Orlesian chevaliers, and definitely no Orlesians ever thought they'd be fighting alongside the uh, the Ferelden army. Yeah, the mood is tense. There's a lot of history between Orle and Ferelden, and uh, you know, uh huh. It is what it is. Uh, there are a couple of Dalish clans that also rendezvous with you, uh, and it's it's out of place for them too. But the Dalish are used to like biting their tongue, you know, putting their head down and getting the work done. So it doesn't really add to the tension so much as you know, Ferelden's alongside Orlesians on the same side. It's weird, but it does not take long before you arrive outside Ostagar. So Ostagar was built by the Tevinter Imperium. Um, it was initially made to protect their southern holdings, which is to say Ferelden, back when it was uh, when it was under the control of the Tevinter Imperium, uh, from the Wilders, the people that live in the Arbor Wilds and further south in the Korkari Wilds, uh, what we would now term chastened. It is an impressive structure. It is also quite old, however, um, and many of the walls are crumbling. However, it's difficult to ignore that as you come up closer toward it, that there are signs of life uh, within the towers. You can see fires lit behind the walls. And um, before long, you can also hear Dalish war horns being blown uh, to signal the rest of the camp that, uh, you know, there's an army approaching. <clears throat> so the, the parlay group that you had decided on earlier um, is Maverus and Leander. And you can just send them forward to their with their own devices, or if you want to, you can, you know, stay at a distance and accompany them. I will leave it up to you. Like, they're going to be taking the lead, regardless. Yeah. But right. if you want to be with them, speak now. It definitely looks better to have the uh, peace talkers go forward without, like, an armed escort. It's like, hey, we're here to invade you. Like, no, it's fine. We're, we're here to talk. It's fine. I'm mostly just like, do we really want Lannan and Solus to be- I don't want my boyfriend to kiss Solus again! Oh, wow, Yariel. <laughs> Cass is like, I trust my girlfriend's like, bye May, have a good day at work! I don't think it's- no, it's actually less that, and just from like a straight-up point of view, which is, he- He's already like made like a deal with Solus, and things are gonna get right. weird if he's up there with the. I, I don't know. It just feels off. Things it's, are right. gonna get weird either. You are in the process of betraying Solus. I mean, yeah, totally. Right? I mean, I'm with you, but it doesn't necessarily need to be right now. Just send them by themselves, is what I'm saying. If you send them out there alone, that also might not be a great idea, because if it goes super bad, they don't have any backup. Backup. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Should, we definitely shouldn't send them out there alone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Backup. Okay. That's fine. Then Castle like, volunteered to be backup. Like, okay. Just in case. You know, not that I don't trust you, but... When you all step out of your carriage, uh, it is raining. Uh, it is not a thunderstorm overhead. It is just simple, heavy rain. The kind of rain where if you stand still, it's only your head and shoulders that are going to be getting wet. There's no wind. There's no lightning or thunder. It's just 
heavy fat drops of water. Uh, and when you uh, head up the path leading to the front gates of Ostagar, you are met, unsurprisingly, by a small team that you get, like, they look a little harried. You get the impression that they weren't really expecting an army to just show up at the gates. <laughs> it is all elves, all of them with crimson red valisline in various places around their body, mostly on their arms. One of them has them on the on her face. The elves uh, do their best. Like, that's a lot of people. That's a big army that's just there. Uh, but they do their best to keep face. They say, what? what is the meaning of this? Why do you march on sovereign elven territory like this? And Leander and Mayveris are, they, they take the lead. They step forward. Leander speaks first. He says, we are representatives of the Lucerne, allied with the armies of Ferelden and Orlais, and even some of your own Dalish. We are here to advise you to lay down your arms and surrender. Surrender? He says, we only got this damn land 15 years ago, and now you're come to take it away from us? Is that it? Mayveris says, I assure you, Lord Elf, we're not here to take land away from anyone. Our interest is in the fate of the world. I don't know if you know this, but the man who's been leading you, Solus, he has some dangerous machinations planned for the rest of the world. The elf with the red markings on her face speaks up from the back, and she says, Don't talk to us about whatever spurious rumor you think that our leader has done. I assure you, we've all heard it by now, and it's all lies. You would invade sovereign elven territory given to us by the king of Ferelden. It's just history repeating itself. Solus was right, the Shemlin cannot be trusted. Leander holds up his hand, he says, I am no Shemlin, I am an elf like you, and I am telling you all those spurious rumors that you've heard about your leader Solus are completely true. We have seen the archdemon that he is keeping underneath this keep with our own eyes. We have seen the hundreds of elves. Your brethren, I would wager, that he has slaughtered to power his spell. The other elf says, we are not going to believe your lives, traitor, blood traitor. And Leander just sort of delicately purses his lips. Mayveris says, we really don't want it to come to this, but... If you refuse to relent, we're going to have to invade. The elves talk amongst each other uh, for a little bit. And as they are discussing, you hear one very familiar voice come out from behind them. I don't know why I am surprised. The elves part and stepping forward is Solus himself, the dread wolf. In the flesh, his face unmarked, wearing a long fur over one shoulder. His hands clasped behind his back, and he says, I suppose it was my own selfish desires that ever let me think that this would... And he sighs, and he says, Lannan, Venon, come out. So Lannan had been with you. Uh, he'd been in the back, like, you know, keeping like, keeping his face out of view. Uh, but he is present. I, like, I think, presumably we're standing together. I think I'd, like, stiffen my hand on his shoulder. He sort of looks miserably over at you, like, he has a feeling that this is going to have to happen sooner or later. I'm going to give him a nod and then take his hand to step forward together. He goes forward with you at his side. He has his arms crossed over his chest, and the expression on Solus's face is, I think it's best described as pitying, almost. Like, he sees his Venon with another man marching an army into Arlethlen. And he says, I I shouldn't be hurt by this. I should have known better. He says, so nothing you said to me. And Virsulavanen was true. Lennon says, yep, it's all a fucking lie. You're stupid to believe it, Solus. <laughs> Solus um, looks kind of injured, looks a little wounded. And he says, I suppose this must be the one that uh, whose safety you had bargained for. And he eyes you up and down Yariel. He says, I wonder what it is you see in him, Venon, because I certainly don't. I suppose that makes two of us, then. <laughs> Lennon says, there's still a chance that this can end peacefully, Solus. Lay down your arms. Surrender. Let us into your sanctum sanctorum. This doesn't have to end with more bloodshed. And Solus says, ah, Venon, so idealistic. You should know by now, there is nothing that I would not do to restore Arlathan, to bring back the Elven Empire. 
There is no one that I would not kill to make this possible. And he says, please, do not make me add you to that list. And Lennis bristles a little bit, like his fist tightens around his staff, and he says, This is your last chance, Solus. If you claim to care about the elven people, then you will submit to me now. Hand over your arms and let us in, otherwise there's only one way this is going to end. And Solus says, Oh, Venon, this was how it was always going to end. He turns on his heel and he says to the elves beside him, Bar the gates. Hey friends, Tessa here. If you're desperate to hear the next episode, chances are good that you can by joining our Discord server. We post links to all episodes and pre-release, and you can even chat with us and listen live as we record. Join us by going to bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. For more information on the show, character biographies, and links to social media, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Crit Fail Club does not advertise at all, so if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also like it, make a post on social media about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfc channel, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.